0: Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 14. Forty Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you here Tuesday, 11 a.m. in the city. The show brought to you, as always, by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Of course, uh, Trent, big Dallas Cowboys fan, forgot to congratulate him over the weekend. A big win over the, uh, the rival Giants. Covered the spread, which is uh, what great teams do, according to our very own Declan Kruger. So, uh, Trent, I uh, hope you enjoyed that one. And then also, the Oilers winning two straight. They won once again. Are they back? Are the Edmonton Oilers back after wins over the Kraken? I mean, maybe not the most convincing victories where you're saying it's a powerhouse. They're back. They're a wagon. Uh but hey, they got the job done. They beat the Islanders last night four one. They beat the Kraken 4-1. The goaltending's been better. McDavid and Dry as fantasy players kind of busting back out last night. Dry with four points. McDavid with a goal. It squeaks through, but I don't think he's gonna be too concerned about that one. Uh good to see for the Edmonton Oilers and we'll see if they keep on going here. It's a winning streak, the first one of the season. And you can't get to a 10-game winning streak without winning the first two. So we'll see how long this one lasts. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be joined by Jeff Ulrich of Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. Also a contributor with DraftKings. Talk a little bit about the NHL, uh, daily fantasy style. What's coming up tonight? Uh, Bruins, Sabres. So the game where we could get to see some offense. The Golden Knights take on the Caps. You got the Blue Jackets, Penguins, Lightning, Blues. Tons of games tonight to get in on the action. Uh, last night, it was a Monday night football And I mean, for the bills fans out there, it's got to be extremely frustrating with the way that one went down at 24, 22. If the team could count correctly, they win that game despite an absolutely brutal performance from Josh Allen. And I mean, he'll take a lot of the blame, but one of those interceptions he threw, Gabe Davis, buddy, it hits you in the hands. This is why you're so unreliable when it comes to fantasy football. uh, James Cook, Had a fumble. He was benched for a quarter. Still finished for 109 yards on 12 carries. That play where he bobbled the football, fumbled it, and it bounced back to him actually got me a win. So I was very thankful for that one. Watching it in real time. My mind was going crazy. I thought, oh, another fumble bounces right back to him. He goes for 42 yards, uh, gets me that victory. So good to see uh, Dalton Kincaid at a touchdown and 50 receiving yards. It looks like he's becoming a reliable target at the tight end position. If you need someone available in the waiver wire, he might not be there anymore, uh, but uh, he's, he's starting to make some plays. Cortland Sutton, one touchdown, eight receptions, 53 yards. Uh, Javante Williams doesn't find the end zone, but he would uh record 79 yards on the ground and then another 31 in the air. So hey, 10 points there, if your PPR maybe a little bit more. But uh Brandon, o, what did you what did you make of the night in sports when it comes to a fantasy lifestyle? And uh did you did you cash in? Did you win this week because of what happened? I know who, who was it? Blake. Some, Blake, Blake yeah.
1: needed 71 points from a combination of Josh Allen, Javante Williams, and Cortland Sutton. Uh, Williams and, and Sutton did their parts for sure, but Josh Allen, a pretty ugly night in the statistical uh, category. So uh, I came away with the win uh, in both my leagues this week. Uh, High scoring team in both leagues as well. And I will say this in my Super Flex League, highest scoring team without having the highest scoring player at any single position. Which, that's not uh, unheard of per se, but it was just a balanced attack by uh, my squad. I was going to say the name, but it's not appropriate (laughs) for radio, so I held held up there. Uh, Not in that way, just a little play on words. But um, No, and then on the hockey side of things, I mean, of course, Leon Dreisaitl with four points. uh, uh, Connor McDavid, a couple as well, getting things back on track. I wish the Oilers hadn't given up that goal forty seconds in because I had a, a little wager on Leon Drysider, first goal scorer in the game. If only I'd put it on just Oilers' first goal scorer instead, uh, that would have served me a little better. But overall, that football game last night was ugly, pretty gross. Uh, we already got a text in from Tiger asking what we thought of Chubby Russ. We've we've said this. We've kind of um, turned the corner on wrestling. Like his fantasy stats have been more than fine so far this season. He's he's been a good player and Cortland Sutton been good as well. So the Broncos are and I'm guilty of this, too. I still think of the Broncos of as last year's Broncos as a complete and utter dumpster fire. They're not that team anymore. Are they great? No. Far from it, I would think. But I mean, hey, there's realistically only two teams out of the playoff race in the AFC right now. The Titans and um, the last place Patriots. Other than, other than it. that, everybody's in the mix. <laughs> like like, so many teams at five uh, are right at five hundred, one game below, one game above. So a lot of teams still in the mix. Um, Buffalo has to be. I mean, they already fired their OC this morning. I would think Sean McDermott's seat is getting uh, a little hot here, and they have um, the third hardest schedule according to ESPN the rest of the way. It is a very realistic possibility that not only does Buffalo miss the playoffs, but they finish below five hundred. So uh, they got to get things steered. Uh, right around here pretty quickly much like the oilers who are off to a good start with that the first win in
0: the knoblock era it's kind of funny just to look at you know point differential uh the buffalo bills plus 78 that is the second best point differential in the afc only behind the baltimore ravens who are plus 113 the ravens playing some good football a bit of a tough one this week but man like when when the bills win they win big and when they lose they lose tight, and it's usually self-inflicted. So I, I wouldn't be overly worried. The, the The toughest thing is that schedule for the Bills, like you mentioned. Uh, if they had it a little bit easier, you'd be pretty pretty confident in saying that they would bounce back strong. But that schedule will make it tough. And like you said, I mean, the Chiefs and Ravens, 7-3. You've got uh, six win, six win teams, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Miami, Jacksonville, five team wins, Bills, Colts, Bengals, Texans, and the Raiders, and then four teams with uh, four wins. Sorry, three. Uh, Broncos, Jets, Chargers, and hey, the Tennessee Titans, three wins. They're right there. The Patriots, two wins. It's funny, though. You go to the flip side, and uh, you go to the the NFC, and eight teams with four or less wins. You know what side you want to be on, and I certainly think if you're the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers. You're pretty happy with what you see. Detroit Lions obviously doing very well. Seahawks, Cowboys, Vikings, all fighting for position in the NFC. Our Raider Jesse says, "I managed to sell Latavius Murray and Dynasty for a fourth round pick after last night's game. I'm full rebuild and been praying for a game like this to sell him. Go rebuild." Latavius Murray would be a kind of an interesting player in Dynasty. Like, he might not be back with the Bills next year, but he's still going to score eight touchdowns. I'm confident in that. Wherever he ends up, he'll prove his worth in the red zone, steal reps, and, and make some plays. I was really frustrated when they benched Cook last night for the quarter. Like, he's he's dynamic. The fumble issue certainly is a problem, but get the ball in his hands better.
1: You, I, What I found really interesting about that dynamic last night was – I could see some direct comparisons to what the Edmonton Oilers faced in the uh, last uh, or, well, most of this season uh, under Jay Woodcroft before he was let go was that people were upset with Woodcroft for not holding players accountable. And his justification was saying, I can't bench my best offensive defenseman, referring to Evan Bouchard, when we're now trailing in the game. We're trailing in the game because Evan Bouchard (laughs) made a bad mistake. But what did we see last night? James Cook gets sat down for an entire quarter, if not longer. And it hurt the Bills because he is a good player. And once he got back out on that field, you could say he was playing a little harder for some uh, the motivation of getting benched. But if you look at how he ran the ball and you say, if the ball was still in his hands for the entire first quarter, are the Bills in a different situation um, later in the game? So it, it's two sides of the same coin. And all these, like it's two different sports, obviously, but the same principle, at least in my eyes, that you you sacrifice the betterment of your team to send a message to your players. Yes, where the Bills are at right now, in the halfway point of their season, the Oilers were not. Over the past couple weeks, they're still in the early, um, you know, few uh, few paces of what's a long long schedule. I think you can probably justify benching a guy in the first two weeks of the season as opposed to at the halfway point. But either way, I, I just found that really, really interesting. And as I since I was watching both the Oilers game and the football game at the same time, it was pretty easy to, to kind of see those parallels.
0: Yeah, I mean that's kind of the coach's conundrum, right? You send a message. What point of the season is it? How much of an impact is it going to have? I mean, Latavius Murray, when he was in there pretty good. Average 7.6 yards per carry. Not as good as James Cook's 9.1. Uh, but Not too bad at all. Good to see Javante Williams get going for the Denver Broncos. He's a guy I really liked coming out of college, had some injury problems. uh, But if he can stay healthy, that's a good sign for the Broncos. And Russell Wilson, it was a good fantasy performance, but not great. Two touchdowns, under 200 yards passing, did what he needed to do. Uh, Special teams, though, that's the biggest thing, right? The Denver Broncos having a hard time converting the point afters, and then the Buffalo Bills having a hard time counting Extra man on the field. Uh, CFL fans familiar with that one in the Grey Cup back in the day. Rough Rider fans, I'm sorry, but that that's a real tough one when you when you don't uh, don't count right and have the wrong number of players out there on the field. Good on the uh, the refs for picking up on that one. Lance says Bills five and five, Raiders five and five. Sounds like we got a chance. Yeah, hey, you know, the Raiders, the Raiders don't have that schedule like the Bills. Uh, gonna be very tough for the Bills. DK says. All right, fellas, Action Jackson at home versus Cincy or Herbert at Green Bay, six-point scoring league. Well, I'm biased, so I'm going to let Brandon go first. Lamar Jackson versus Justin Herbert. Bengals defense versus the Packers defense. Lamar Jackson's been great this season. And
1: probably the front runner for MVP at this stage, I would say. I know there's still a lot of people in Patrick Mahomes' corner, but uh, I think I got most of my venting out about that yesterday, so <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll digress from it. But Jackson's been great, and we just watched Houston absolutely torch Cincinnati this past weekend, both in the run game and in the pass with a rookie quarterback. So I know Cincy's defense is like, it is touted as being good, but they just played a pretty bad game and uh both teams are going to be desperate this is a divisional matchup uh the ravens certainly want to keep themselves not only in the mix for the division title but they're still kind of right on the heels of the chiefs for the number one seed in the conference so i i think the ravens are going to come with their best um I-, I i like jackson here uh instead just because justin herbert has all the talent in the world but we just have not really seen the game plan uh, adhere to his skill set and Until he gets a little bit of help back Uh, in terms of his receivers, I don't know what Josh Palmer's status is right now. I think he's probably still likely uh, almost certainly not to play. So, I mean, Quentin Johnson had a good game. Keenan Allen's always going to do what he does. But at a certain point, you need uh, a little more trust and um, familiarity, I guess, in terms of your receiver core. So I'll go with Jackson.
0: Coming off a four-touchdown performance from Justin Herbert, I was listening to Tony Romo, and the way he was talking – I'm wondering if that cast thing on Herbert's finger is coming off this week because he was saying, yeah, they're getting really close to opening up this offense. Once this cast is gone, you're going to see a whole different offense from Kellen Moore. And it was like Kellen Moore and Tony Romo. They played together. They're tight. So maybe he knows something about this one. We'll see. Josh Palmer was on the IR. So he'll be out for at least another two weeks, which is a very, very tough one. Quentin Johnson was okay. Jalen Guyton, Probably not too familiar with uh, for most people. He's kind of a depth guy, speed guy coming back from a messed up knee injury. So he's slowly getting back. I don't know if you can count on Keenan Allen for those 11 yard or 11 reception games, 175 yards and two touchdowns. He was a major key in that game. But I don't mind Justin Herbert in this one going into Green Bay. It's going to be one where you're probably pretty hyped up. I think that's kind of the mecca of football. But I don't think there's a bad option here. And you're right. uh, Lamar Jackson does have that element of he can run he can pull down run and take off and uh, he's uh, a little bit more dynamic than Justin Herbert with his feet so I don't think you have a bad one Um, I I like both options actually I don't think there is a bad one so maybe go with Brandon he's leaning Lamar Jackson Uh, we got one for you here Brandon I don't know if you'd like to read it or I can whatever you think
1: I'd like you to read it to me Connor as if uh, so then it's as if Blake is saying it to my face
0: I will say it like I'm Blake formal apology for Brandon and his tremendous feat for beating me in fantasy this weekend. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. You're very good looking. I'm not attractive. Glad we can go back to being Stroud boys.
1: <laughs> Blake is uh, a <laughs> Houston Texans fan like myself. So we do have that in common. Um, and, and he tacked on also knowing Josh Allen is a bum. Yes, Josh Allen did not look very good last night. Uh, yes. The one pick probably not his fault but there were more than a few other circumstances where he just does not look like the same guy we've seen in the past where it uh, kind of we thought was going to be a perennial MVP candidate the Bills on the precipice of being you know overtaking the Chiefs as the best team in the AFC it's just that is simply not not the situation anymore in Buffalo um, but Blake I appreciate you being the bigger man here saying that and I, I believed all that is being sincere until he said you're very good looking I'm not attractive Blake certified man rocket uh, down there in Delburn originally from Staveley, I think which is a little further south I'm sure you're not familiar Connor but uh, yes thank you Blake for recognizing it uh, big win for me and I beat um, in my other league I beat Reed Rowland who is from Manville uh, Manville? Manville which or do you know where that is? No but that's a great name <laughs> It's out uh, <laughs> uh, just this side of Vermillion um, and he plays for the Irma Aces who Absolutely torched the Delvern Senior Outlaws on Friday night. Reed got a couple goals in that, so I was happy to uh, put a little dent in his weekend celebrations of beating up on my senior team um, by beating him in fantasy.
0: All right, we're learning about rural Alberta as well. Stavely. Oh, buddy, I could
1: I could tell you infinite number of small town names across this province, the so top to bottom. And guess what? I wouldn't even sniff coming close to to all of them. I'm sure we got listeners from. All over these little uh, little pockets of communities, we'd love to hear wherever you're listening from. If it's a, a small little neck of the woods, let me know. See if I know where it is.
0: Like Stavely Hotel, it looks like it's a, an episode of Corner Gas or
1: yeah, Shit's Creek. Every small town has the hotel like Delburn hotel. I think a Manville hotel. I think there is technically rooms. And I know there is in Manville because of a dicey situation where I almost had to stay in it one night, but that's a story for another time. Probably not fit for AM radio. Um, But there it's the bar, like it's the bar, usually a restaurant with it as well. So, but it's always just called X town hotel.
0: Sad Robin. The Bert says Tyler Boyd cost the Bengals a W drop the winning touchdown in the end zone. There goes the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think the playoffs, I'll agree with Eddie Cost in the game, but hey, there's a lot of divisional matchups to be played, my friend, and it's so tight, it's not over yet. Robbie says Stroud is MVP favorite or Hill. Stroud keeps on winning. He's going to convert a lot of people. Uh, we've got Tiger, a lot of really good fastball out that way east of Edmonton in Mandville. Oh, it's Mandeville. No, it's Mandville. Oh, N.
1: Man. That might have been an autocorrect thing for Tiger, or maybe he's just not familiar. But uh, but yeah, lots. Of, I mean, there's lots of baseball out there by Irma, very popular. Irma August long, which is just south of that kind of area. Um, August long weekend, they have a slow pitch tournament and a curling bonspiel. Of course, called Irma Days, D A Z E. And uh, I went once when I was quite a bit younger. Unbelievably good time, so much fun. The two the two sports that best lend themselves. To uh, alcohol consumption yeah while you're playing
0: I, w- I went and watched a couple of people play uh, softball once, more of a hardball guy myself, but they were playing softball, and the amount of booze consumed during the game, like people running out to the field without their glove and not wearing shoes and it was like the competitor in me hated it, but also I thought okay they're having a good time, so let them let them live. But uh, <laughs> be good. Uh, Amazon driver says Jackson over Herbert, all caps, no chance. As a Jackson owner, he has killed me five of the last six weeks. Uber or Amazon driver, not Uber driver. That's my dream career. Uh, talk about Daysland. Also, Blake says don't sleep on the Stavely Hotel. The Hilton never disappoints. Tiger says it was autocorrect, and I'm very familiar. <laughs> he lost something near and dear to him in Mondare. The uh, sausage place. His, his innocence. His innocence. That is.
1: He lost his. He lost his. Uh, his card in the place with the giant sausage. Yeah. Something. There's got to be a joke in there somewhere. We'll workshop <laughs> we, it over the
0: break. <laughs> if We dig deep enough. Uh, Slave Lake, Widewater Canyon Creek, Canuso area. That's from franchise. Steve from Drumheller says I'm from Delia. 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 Okay. We got to change your name, Steve from Delia. And then Smitty the Welder. I grew up between Wimborne and Torrington.
1: Torrington, home of the Gopher Museum.
0: How big can that
1: museum be? Surprisingly big. (laughs) Bigger than you would think for a Gopher Museum. But yeah, that's uh, Wimborne and Torrington, just a little further down Highway 21 from my neck of the woods in Delburn.
0: Well, uh, keep those texts coming in. Where are you listening from? If you're outside of Edmonton, even even if you're in Edmonton, let us know. We're uh, seeing how far this show reaches, and we are... We are hitting some points in this province for sure. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get to our Fantasy Wizard of the Day brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. It will be Jeff Ulrich of Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. We'll talk some daily fantasy sports next. Here on Fantasy Frenzy, Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. The show brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Turkey. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefturkey.com or go visit them in person. Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Brandon, uh, we threw it out there, just kind of small town, Alberta. I don't even know how we really got on the topic, uh, but we're starting to get some, some names coming in that I'm not too familiar with. here. Gus in the Hood from here, Alberta? Of all the texts that have come in, including the ones we haven't got yet,
1: that is the only one so far that I do not know where that is.
0: Stephen Drumheller is now, in fact, in Drumheller, so we're going to let him retain his name. Uh, we've got someone here, Josh, listening from Manning, Alberta, very familiar with Manville Murnum. Murnum. Two Hills, grew up there, graduated in high school in Murnum, went to Lakeland in Vermilion a couple of years. Manning, Alberta is where I went to a wedding this summer.
1: Uh... Up in the peace country Beautiful country up there Crossing the mighty peace um, But I don't know if I'm ever going to go back there again Except for another wedding next summer But otherwise it's so far towing the trailer all that way Oh my goodness It was uh, less than pleasant But uh, I enjoyed the trip all the same And a uh, great little uh, coffee shop there in Manning That also happens to have a subway inside it But that's
0: not the main point That's a pretty nice combination Uh Gord's message is coming from inside the building like West Edmonton Mall is a big mall. You could be in the building. That's very possible. <laughs> and before we get to our guest, SP says, Hey, guys, love the small town Alberta banter. I grew up outside South Cooking Lake. Not that far out, but still small town-ish. Definitely have cruised my fair share of back roads, snaking through this great province. Love the small towns. Yeah, I should probably do more small town stuff. I was telling Brandon during the break, my family comes from Viking." So that's about all I got. I've been to Viking a handful of times. It's been a while. I think my grandparents' farm was beside the Sutter, so they were familiar. We, uh, I say we, I didn't go, but uh, when Sutter won the Cup with the Kings, we actually got to go out to the event. Again, not me. I didn't go, but my parents and siblings went. I was too cool for it, I think. I was waiting for uh, an Oiler Cup party before I actually went out there. Maybe one day it'll happen. Uh, Franchise, I see your question about Herbert and Howell. We'll get to that in the third segment. Right now, though, we're going to get to our Fantasy Wizard, brought to you by the Canadian Brewers. You can join us at the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip or two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I wasn't out last night, but uh, next week I'll be heading out to one of the locations around town. Brandon will be somewhere on Thursday. We'll get into that in a little bit here, but uh, right now, we want to bring in our guest today, Jeff Ulrich, contributor with Fantasy Life, Matthew Barry, also DraftKings. You can give him a follow on X or Twitter at TheFantasyGrind. Jeff, uh, good morning. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing really good. Uh, we are we know you're in the, the Edmonton region. Uh, are you of familiarity with any other small towns in this beautiful province?
2: I mean, I've definitely been to a lot of small towns. I, you know, the, the Alberta small towns all just sound made up, <laughs> like they're just like just random names. So, like you could say anything and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a small town in Alberta, Jeff," and I'd probably believe you because they all have these, you know, obscure names. Um, you know, but it, I have I also just have a poor memory with that stuff. But yeah, I'm pretty familiar with 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 a few of them. Um, you know, Vulcan. I think I had a relative there at some point. Uh, that's a cool place, but. Um, certainly, you know, it, they're a vibe. A small town, Alberta, Alberta uh, town, uh, they're definitely an own vibe, and I, I think they're kind of cool in, in their own way.
0: That could almost be a segment. Uh, Is this a real Alberta name or not? And just start <laughs> throwing names at you. Uh, Beaver Crescent, I don't know, things like that. Well, maybe that's uh, for another time. Okay, let's talk a little fantasy sports, though, and uh, daily fantasy sports right now, obviously very popular, Jeff. So I want to ask you this one Regards to the NHL, and we'll keep it local here. Uh, once upon a time, on a podcast I was hosting, you told me about line stacking, where you know you you kind of pick the entire line and hope that they're going to go off. So when you look at the Oilers' top two lines, if you had to grab one, and you've got the the option of a McDavid, Nuge, Gagne, or a Kane, right. Drysaddle, Hyman, which way are you going?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just I still can't believe it's 2024 and Sam Gagne is on the Oilers' first line. <laughs> Um, that one's hard to, hard to handle my brain, but, um, I, I would, I would lean the, the dry side line, uh, potentially as you as you already guessed, but I comment. um, I, I just think that with Leon, you know, being, being such a good, I mean, Leon dry is just an underrated passer to begin with. Um, you know, we, we saw that last night, obviously in the Oilers win, racking up three assists and playing with two guys in, in Hyman and Kane who are just, you know, like goal hounds around the net, especially Zach Hyman obviously has his moments too but uh, I, I would really lean that line right now i think that's just a, a, a very sort of underrated line i think if the oilers get it going here they're going to be riding that line a lot obviously mcdavid's great uh i, I see the mcdavid hopkins Gagnier pairing you know Gagnier could could go up and down the lineup I, I see him there out of necessity of having no better option right now but um i think that that line is is A little bit more of what you call an all-around line. I mean, they're just very good checking. Nugent Hopkins a little like underrated defensively. I I would definitely for fantasy lean that dry side of line, and potentially still a good time to stack it. You know, Kane's salary not too big on DraftKings. Hyman fluctuates a little bit more, but um, I I really do like that dry side of line right now.
0: Now, when you look between the pipes for the Edmonton Oilers, the last couple of games, they're getting over 900 save percentage. And, and that's what we want to see from Stuart Skinner or whoever it is between the pipes. Now, I will factor in the Kraken and the New York Islanders, not the highest scoring teams, but a team that only has 18 goals on the season scored three goals against the Oilers. And that's the San Jose Sharks. So you got to you got to be taking this in stride and be happy with it for the time being. When you look at goalies, uh, is Stuart Skinner a guy you think might be starting to find his way and maybe just even a benefit of the team in front of him playing better?
2: So the whole thing with the Oilers is, like, we're I mean, people, are it's its obviously it's like a national, like, international story. The Oilers have been terrible. They were, they like, lost to the Sharks. They got all the attention. The thing is, I mean, you know, teams go through bad stretches, right? Goalies go through bad stretches. I think Stuart Skinner has shown that Maybe he's not an elite goalie, but he's also not the worst goalie in the world. He went through a bad stretch. It carried over a bit from the playoffs. I mean, I won't be shocked if he puts the other solid stretch now, and he's, he's started to do that. He's had two solid games in a row. The thing you like about Skinner for DFS, too, because this is really what we're talking about for fantasy, is that the Oilers are going to allow shots. I mean, you mentioned, yeah, they, they faced a little bit of, you know, not the greatest offensive teams in the world the last two games, but he saw 33 shots last night. That's great for DraftKings. You get a bonus of 35 saves um you know like th- these are things that you need to think about because the more shots your goalie faces that just means more upside and i think Skinner if he's going to if if his game elevates even a bit i mean he he's going to be great the Oilers are going to win a little bit more he'll get the win bonus he'll be in spots to potentially get the save bonus he's a good buy low candidate is what it comes down to you want to buy into all this narrative where you know everyone's trashing the Oilers great 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 they're lower owned for dfs it, it's a good time to take some chances um i think that the Oilers have are still a top-five talented team in the Western Conference, and um, that'll probably shine through over the next couple months. They'll win more. Skinner will get more wins as well. So definitely a, a DFS target for me going forward. Uh, now that he's put together a couple solid games.
0: It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Hawk Beef Jerky. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you here. The text line, 1-833-401-1440. If you've got any questions, you want to get in to our guest here, Jeff Ulrich of Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. Uh, nine games on the schedule, I believe, tonight, Jeff, in the NHL. Uh, any games you're looking at where you're thinking we can see some high uh, offensive outputs? yo know, it, it's, it's kind of a strange
2: schedule. I've been looking... Through it a little bit already. You know, we've got Boston and Buffalo. Um, you know, Boston's been really low scoring this year, so not really sure what you want to do there. I think Dallas is in a very good spot. Arizona was extremely lucky to come out with a win against Nashville. Uh, that other game, you know, they allowed five goals. They got some some power play goals. Well, Nashville's just been terrible on the penalty kill, but I think Dallas is in a pretty good spot tonight. Um, so, I, you know, you look at Jason Robertson, 6,300. That's really cheap. Rupa Hintz. Um, Dallas has been rolling of late, you know, they just put up, I think it was eight against uh, Minnesota. So it's a good time for me to kind of look to buy into the, uh, the stars here, excuse me. So, um, you know, I, I would be looking to their power play, um, again, like Arizona, good, good, good power play of their own, but not necessarily the best penalty kill here. And I think the stars have a little bit of room for improvement in that area. So they've been scoring lately. I wouldn't be shocked. Their, their power play came through here. You know, you could look to, like I said, Robertson's salary and Hints. Those two guys go together well already. They're both under 7K, and then you could you could finish it off with like Miro Heiskanen. Um, I really like that stack tonight. I think it's it's pretty cost effective for a first line, especially in a good spot like that. Uh, just going around the league too. I, I don't think that you can you need to get off Pittsburgh players either. They're a little bit more high priced. Um, Brian Russ has been shooting the puck a lot. You know, I like Chris Latang on the back end there. He's only 4600. Obviously, Carlson gets all the the buzz right now, but in a good matchup like that, I, I don't hate using Wu-Tang at 4,600 either.
1: Jeff Ulrich from Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life uh, and DraftKings joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. Jeff, um, looking at one of the games that obviously I have my eye on, I am a Ducks fan. They take on the Predators tonight. The Ducks have been off to a pretty surprising start this season. Um, the one name that continues to jump out as a uh, likely to regress candidate is Frank Vetrano. Do you see that yeah. happening sooner or later and should people still be uh, buying in on him on a daily fantasy level?
2: So I just talked about the Predators who I think I've bet their last two games and um you know they've they've given up like two goal leads in both those games. I I'm, this is not a spot where I would start to necessarily fade the Anaheim players now for daily fantasy. Vetrano is 7,300 tonight, which is, it's it's, it's just insane that Frank Retrano is is that, that high. Um, So I don't know. I mean, you're either buying into this big time um, and, and like, you know, looking to stack Anaheim, it's it's such a big slate that I I would say again, like with the Dallas players, I just mentioned Pittsburgh's in a pretty good matchup. It's not necessarily, I would go looking to stack them, but like, I won't be shocked if I look and and Anaheim wins like five, three, because nashville has been terrible. Nashville, um, UC Saros has been very uncharacteristically bad. Um, four losses in a row, 11 goals allowed over his last two games. Um, you know, their defense has been bad. Their penalty kills been bad. So, and I'm in a pretty good spot here tonight, which is partly why their salaries are so big. Right. I mean, I think Vetrano will obviously regress a little bit, but I just don't, like, this is a very good matchup. So, you know, trying to mix and match some some Anaheim players in, I think makes sense. Um, I might go, you know, look to to go a little bit cheaper than Vetrano. Um, I think Cam Fowler's not a bad option on the back end, 4,400. Um, you could look to Kilhorn potentially or Ryan Strom, both under 4,500. Uh, I, I kind of like those options. You know, down the middle, um, Will Carlson's 5,000 as well. So maybe maybe this is the night to kind of fade the high guns on Anaheim, but certainly looking to them for some exposure. It's a very good matchup, and and I don't think that the Anaheim story um, necessarily like uh, stops tonight. I, I think they probably grab the win, to be honest, and potentially put up four or five goals. So.
1: Yeah, Strom being, I think, probably the most enticing option there at 4,300. I mean, he has 14 points, and he kind of plays third fiddle on that line with Vitrano and McTavishu. They've all been off to great starts, but uh, if you're looking for a value buy, I certainly agree that might be the, the better play. Um, steering elsewhere, the, the Devils taking on the Jets tonight. Devils without, you know, they've been plagued by injuries. Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, uh, you can run down the list. Who do you kind of look at maybe for the Devils, who are, are still a pretty high-flying team to maybe fill in some of that gaps, uh, at least tonight, versus the Jets?
2: Yeah, I think it's a good time to to just grab Timo Meyer. I mean, um I think that with Hughes out, you know, like he's not gonna stop shooting. He's got goals in two straight. He had five shots on net in his last game. He's only six K. The Jets are obviously like you look on paper, they're not the greatest matchup, but I, I think Meyer's um sorry, Timo Meyer at six at, at K is just like he can pay off for us on volume alone. I mean he's gonna play a ton obviously with some of those guys banged up, um, you know, obviously uh, over 18 minutes in each of his last two games. Um, you know, I, I just think that you, when you look at like you know, Toffoli's at 79, uh, Brat is, is at 72. Like the guy I would really look to there is Timo Meyer down the middle too. I mean, you know, you could look to pair him with um, you know, w- with whoever they're they're putting out on the first power play. I haven't looked at their line combos tonight. Obviously, I think Hughes may actually be questionable. I can't remember, but, Looking at the line combos there, whoever whoever's gonna anchor that first power play, if you're gonna use Timo Meyer, you know, Eric Cola is is uh forty seven hundred, Dawson Mercer, forty one hundred. Um, you can get some that's just gonna bring down your overall salary level on DraftKings when you do that. So you could even just look to go like Dougie Hamilton and Timo Meyer for like a two man stack. I kinda like that idea as well. So I think the doubles are actually pretty interesting tonight. Like you said, they're they're not an offense that's gonna stop creating chances. I mean, they're they're obviously down a couple big players, but um, they're just a good team, and um, I, I think that you know, with uh, with those guys out, we're almost getting a better bargain than we should be. I think on some of their, their remaining top players. So,
0: Jeff, thank you so much for doing this today. Really appreciate
2: it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on.
0: Of course, happy to do it. That is Jeff Ulrich of Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life and DraftKings. Give him a follow on Twitter or X at the Fantasy Grind. He, of course, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House, sending you to this Super Bowl. Brandon, do you know where you're headed on Thursday? It's only Tuesday, but... It is only Tuesday, and as I
1: uh, very quickly filibuster to pull up my schedule, I will be, this Thursday, St. Albert South. I was just at Jensen Lakes a couple weeks ago, but now I'm on the south side, so I'll save myself the drive-through. I- I'm, I'm sorry if this comes out the wrong way to anybody from St. Albert or if someone was involved in the design of this uh, city and their family's lineage. What a terribly designed area. There's the one main road like highway 2 runs right through the middle and there are so few like options to get off like if you miss a turn you're kind of pooched like and I'm not familiar. I'm sure I'm missing out on some of the tricks and trades of getting around. But thankfully, St. Albert's South, I can just duck in right off the Henday and then duck back out. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game, or should be. say, should be a great game. Uh, Bengals and Ravens, a much more enticing matchup than we saw uh, last weekend in Spruce Grove with the Panthers and the Bears. So
0: I'm looking forward to it, as always. I'm actually out there in a couple weeks as well. Very cool I get to go to Manning I don't know where Manning is Not Manning, Alberta As we were just discussing With that
1: texter (laughs) But uh, Manning uh, Manning Center Manning Town Or Manning Shopping Center I guess it's uh, Off Manning Drive Kind of in the northeast Corner of the city Nice and close for you Connor
0: Yes I will be leaving early then Because that's going to be A great game Eagles Chiefs Next Monday I wish I could whistle better uh, it's going to be fun. Then I got St. Albert South. I drove past St. Albert South yesterday. Weird story. I'll tell you off-air, Brandon, about how that all came to be. Um, we'll take a break. When we come back, there's lots of texts to get to. Walter from Orton, a hamlet in southern Alberta, within the municipal district of Willow Creek, I believe, <laughs> off the top of my head. We'll uh, we'll keep those coming in as well. one 401 1440 Where are you listening from? Are you from a small town? We got on the topic of it, so let us know at the text line and uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show. When we come back, though, more attacks, so We'll let you know what's coming up on the station and more. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. Hey, Brandon, what are you doing tonight? Much to the chagrin of both Kevin Karius and Hockey Hall of Famer
1: Grant Fuhrer, I will be going to the Jonas Brothers concert <laughs> at Rogers Place tonight, which has displaced the Oilers' practice, sorry, uh, to the downtown community rink today
0: i hope you have a good time i I will i already know i will it's hey you know what if the music moves you then go enjoy and have fun and have a few pops beforehand maybe go to the ice house i was thinking about it actually maybe it's uh, about as
1: convenient as it gets right
0: yeah yeah maybe patty will meet you down there you guys can have a couple drinks and go to the concert together then maybe Patty can hook me up and I can meet the Jonas Brothers. He's got the power. He's got the sway. (laughs) If if
1: there's anybody that does have that type of uh, influence to wield, it's Patty from the CBH for sure.
0: Everybody go meet Brando down at the Ice House before the Jonas Brothers concert. I mean, everyone who liked the Jonas Brothers is now of age, so everyone can go down there. But they also
1: have this entire new wave of fans because they came out like they reunited and right came out with new music that it's already a long time ago now like six years ago the new album this summer as well so i agree that i think the majority of the concert goers will be probably around my age um but they'll probably be a pretty good mix of uh, some younger younger people too uh and maybe a few older ones as well that's a great thing about the Jay Brothers,
0: they're timeless. they're
1: timeless. They are timeless. They Everybody touch, likes they them. They can touch all generations.
0: Uh, today on fourteen forty, for those interested, we got the lowdown with Low Tide coming up next. They will be joined by Ryan Marsh for in the community, longtime Golden Bear. Now as head coach of the Spruce Grove Saints, uh, Willie Ramirez will be by. He covers the Vegas Golden Knights for the Associated Press. So uh, they were in uh, Washington, I believe. Got to meet the president. Meet the president. And uh, they're playing some very good hockey. And then Daniel Nugent Bowman of The Athletic will be by at uh, 140 to talk about the Edmonton Oilers, the team, of course, in town that he covers on the Jason Greger Show today. We'll have Sean Brown in from 3 to 5, talk about the Oilers with him. We've got Paul Sir, talk some basketball, Raptors' massive comeback last night, Uh, Dave McCarthy of SiriusXM, Jason Strudwick, Mark Spector, Derek Van Deest, Lots to get to on Sports 1440 today, Uh, but let's get back into the inbox. 1-833-401-1440 is the number if you would like to text in to that and uh, ask some questions. We've got this one in from Franchise. Guys, quarterback to start, Justin Herbert or Sam Howell of the Commanders. Herbert taking on the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, a little bit of an earlier game, and Sam Howell taking on the New York Giants in Washington. What do you think, Brandon? I know you're, big, you're a big Howell guy. I am a big Sam Howell guy. I'm a believer, uh, part
1: of the Howell Um and a Stroud boy all at the same time. The matchup there is super enticing uh, versus the Giants, who are just terrible. They, I think they are the worst team in the NFL right now, although the uh, Patriots give them a pretty good run for their money. The, Herbert has no, like, it's not a bad matchup either with the Packers, but... Oh, heading into Green Bay. I already said I would take Lamar over Justin Herbert. I feel bad. I'm going to be playing both of these guys. Howell in my super flex is my second QB, and Justin Herbert as my go to guy in my uh, dynasty league. So I'm going to be playing both of them. So don't think I'm a hater, but I like this matchup against the Giants seems super, super juicy for Sam Howell. We've talked about it all season. The commanders have elite weapons. Around this young quarterback, who is starting to look more and more comfortable on a week-to-week basis, start to eliminate some mistakes too. So, I um, I think I this sounds crazy, but I think I'm going to take Sam Howell.
0: Uh, I'll go Justin Herbert because uh, he's starting to open it up on the offensive side of the ball we'll see I mean I, I think there's not a bad option similar to Lamar and Herbert I think Herbert and Howell both very good choices St. Albert Kevin says would you add Singletary or the commanders defense commanders defense I think you got to take a look just based on the matchup against the Giants Singletary well what, what happens when Damian Pierce comes back I guess that's the question I have to think they go back to at least a split situation I have not checked in
1: on Damian Pierce's status um, recently if he's uh back to participating in practices. But um Will be their first practice today. Today, right? So we'll exactly. find out later and, on. And they are an hour ahead of us in the central time zone. So man, I feel bad because I absolutely dogged Devin Singletary last week and then he came out with a great game, but the commander's defense if and this is kind of a weird question too, because like you're adding just one of these things but you couldn't play them in the same slot. So I'm a little uh, perplexed by the comparison I guess. But yeah the the Giants offense is decrepit. It it does not do anything. The only concern is that Saquon Barkley's still good, and the commander's front, now without Montez Sweat and Chase Young, is much more susceptible. But yeah, I, I think Singletary, if here's the here's here's the way to put it. If Pierce is going to be playing, then you, you can't go ahead and continue to start Singletary, I wouldn't think. Uh but if Pierce is not. Why not go back to Singletary? He had a great game.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If he's, if he's RB1 without any competition, you definitely go with and him. And they're playing the Cardinals, who have been feisty, get a win uh, over the Falcons,
1: uh, and their D's been surprisingly uh, frisky and feisty kind of all season. So, but the Texans are at home. They're kind of rolling right now. Um, yeah, if Singletary's RB1, go for it. If not, yeah, go ahead for that Commander's D against the uh, brutal, 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 sorry, Strutty, brutal giants team
0: saw a question here about james connor can't find it right now but i, I would roll with him i think he's got some op- opportunities to make some plays id cases do i continue to bench Devontae for tank dell or and or puka returning from bye? the raiders play miami this week miami gives up big plays i think you could play Devontae this week I think they're going to try to get the ball back in his hands. He, his his body language after the game was a lot better this week, so it looks like he's getting happier. I I would consider going back to Devontae, but it's a risk. It's always going to be a risk with uh, their quarterback play there. Uh, Ewan says Brandon not liking tank bowls. Is so, like? Is there a bad game coming up you don't like?
1: Uh, well, maybe the Bears Panthers. That was <laughs> the. It was funny because on the same night. I got to sit there and watch both the Sharks versus Oilers and Panthers-Bears, which was kind of bat- like two toilet bowls in two different leagues. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, you and no, I like, all, I like all sports. I will sit there and watch even the worst games because A, I usually have something wagered on it in some capacity for another, and B, I prefer to even watch bad sports over uh, almost anything else, whether it be TV, movies, et cetera. So that's just who I am.
0: Uh, We'll be quick here. Andy says, Dobbs or Hurts this week? Concerned about that KCD. I think I still go Jalen Hurts. Got elite weapons. Dobbs, we'll see if Justin Jefferson comes back, but I think I go Hurts. I think you still got to go. Like, you can't not play Jalen Hurts until he shows you that he shouldn't be played.
1: And even if he struggles against Kansas City, they're not playing them again the next week. So uh, the, the risk of not playing Jalen Hurts is, I think, too high.
0: Uh, spruce grove steve boys would you start uh, assuming they're both healthy fields versus detroit or watson versus pittsburgh i will probably go fields because i saw detroit's defense look like garbage against the chargers watson has tj watt coming at him all game long deshaun's starting to look better he's showing flashes of
1: old deshaun but i don't think he's quite there yet and that Steelers d uh, particularly the front and tj watt is a menace so uh yeah, I'll uh, I'll side with you on that one, Connor, and
0: safe fields. Elf <laughs> risky still, but Detroit loves to give up points, so Chomsker says don't start Devontae against the Finns, healthy with all-star corners. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey gets abused sometimes. He's not immune to it. I don't think you have to certainly rule him out, but I think there's gonna be a lot of points there. Uh, the rig says he's starting howl over Josh Allen this week. Thumbs up, nervous face. I think that's what that emoji is. And Joseph says I have hurts in Mahomes. What do I do? Send that to us tomorrow, because I think a few of you guys have that quarterback conundrum going on here. Uh, we got to wrap up as the music indicates, uh, but we will get to all these questions as the week leads on. Of course, we got lots of time to make those decisions, which is one of the best parts about fantasy football. You can deliberate all week long. Big thank you to Jeff ulrich for coming on the show today. Appreciate that as always. And thank you to all of you for tuning in. If you missed anything, make sure you go download and subscribe the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. You can also uh, do auto download which we would really appreciate. Up next, it is the lowdown with Low Tide and Declan Kruger. Right now, though, we'll get to a sports update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Locations in the Dukes, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. Here is the Duke.